Even when I'm losing, I'm winning. Well, that, of course, is noted loser John Legend. And it's what I say to myself during my six-hour transcendental visualization exercise pre-show at a corner school at Pret-a-Manger that this must be Dale Radio. And I, of course, am your host, Dale Seaver, and you're listening to another episode. And if you're here tonight in the theater, you're feeling the white-hot heat of another live sensational episode of Some Things I Enjoy, coming to you, as always, from the foul banks of Kiwanis. And remember, whenever you're underground, the Kiwanis is all around us. It's here, and you can kind of smell it tonight. Oh, my, it's great. Well, we did it. I did it. Let's be honest. I did it. Five, five and a half years. And uh, this is our, the end of our sixth sensational season. How about that? <laughs> My goodness, to the hundreds that have gathered here tonight and celebrated. <laughs> this is wonderful. And uh, I just, I tell you, it's so, I did you think I'd still be doing it? <laughs> After so long. But, you know, I've had so many wonderful opportunities here and talked to so many great talents up here. We've all sat together on, on couches and chairs and some these chairs sometimes but also other chairs the point is we've sat in it ladies and gentlemen and uh, i talked to so many greats too i mean you talked had a very unusual conversation with a woman who uh, was a dating coach at what i think was a male escort service somewhere above grand central that was exciting <laughs> i talked to pie makers and ice cream makers and asian lady rappers that's not a dessert, that's a, that's a bit, she's an Asian woman who raps. But if there is somebody interested in creating an Asian lady rapper as a dessert, I'd be happy to have you on. I talked to visual artists, uh, musicians, all kinds of, of course, great comedians, and so many of them have gone on, haven't they, to greatness on Comedy Central and Saturday Night Live, and big articles written up there in the New Yorker and New York Times, and yet here I am. <laughs> Still in the basement. <laughs> Smells like garbage a little bit. <laughs> but we wish them well, don't we? <laughs> the young people that storm in, the young people that have moved here in the time since we've started this program and gone on to great success. <laughs> young people, we wish them well. The millennials is what they call them. And uh, my, we, you know, you just have to think, we have to believe in the millennials, folks. The next generation, these young people, you have to believe in them because they are the only ones who are going to be around to combat the certain rise of the robot army that is going to come and just dominate all of us. And we hope that living at home in your 30s is going to be an effective defense against the all-seeing Roomba militias. And uh, <laughs> The only way to defeat the Amazon attack drones is throwing cheaply made goods from H&M at them. And <laughs> having a web series is uh, something of value <laughs> in the desolate future that they inherit. But uh, I do wish that they, they will honor my final wishes, uh, which of course is to be uh, my body to be drenched in the gouache and uh, uh, frozen immediately and then reawakened a thousand years from now to walk the earth as a living cautionary tale against polluting our waterways and of course uh, ruining every relationship we have by overthinking it. <laughs> the future, 
right, ladies and gentlemen. It's just so bright. So wonderful. So, uh, well, we're going to have a great time here tonight, and uh, Steve over here. Yes. <laughs> Steve over behind me for a long time. Always sitting back there. How are you doing, Steve? You got a little bit upset recently that the papers didn't list your name. Maybe yeah. if you had more to say during the shows. I, well, There's I, always next. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Steve, do you mind playing me a little sitting down music? Yep. Something low and slow, like a predictable chaos, uh, following a uh, very uh, unfortunate military intervention in the Middle East. <laughs> music as usual and Steve-O uh, you have any great memories of this season it season has been six? a great season it has been great you've seen a lot of the back of my head yeah I have. and uh, what what's the back of heads though I've seen some real famous people's back of their head it's pretty good right yeah we traveled across the country this year though that's right this is the year when we took it the west coast we sure did we did maybe we'll do it again you know, one of my favorite moments was when the music cue got goofed up and we had to just kind of improvise. Yeah, for good sure. I've never felt so alive. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you think when there's a music technical problem, isn't there? It invigorates you, don't you? Sure. Doesn't it? I did feel that way once during my marriage, but not, not ever again. So that's exciting and we had a great, we just have had a great run. It's been really fun. And are uh, you ready to have, have another good show? I am summer? ready for a good show. you got plans for this summer? I've got plans for tonight. Oh, good. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> ah! All right. Well, let's bring up, let's get right into it. Let's bring up my first guest. She's a talented comedian. Uh, she's a, a, a composer and a songwriter. And she's uh, the founder. She recently, uh, she got married on a unicorn. So she has the power to summon things from the magic realm into our realm. That's power, ladies and gentlemen. Think about it. And, uh, but she's the founder, uh, one of the co-founders of the New York Funny uh, Song Festival. So we're pleased she's here. Jessica Delfino, please welcome her to the Microphone there, and uh, right. make sure they can hear you up in the balconies. Hey, hello up there. Hello, <laughs> hello, everyone out there. Oh, Jessica, how you doing? You just uh, you just wrapped up another New York Funny Song Fest. We did. It was our third big year. Third big year. Third big one. And how did it go? It was good. It was there was a lot of people playing all kinds of instruments and and being uh, funny with the instruments at the same time. You like that in a funny I, song festival. I like a funny song. Probably the I two do. ingredients you need. They go well together. <laughs> two very important things. Where is that held? Song. Uh, well, we had it in three different boroughs this year. It was in Queens at the uh, Creek in the Cave. Sure. And at Union Hall in Brooklyn. Great. And right here in Manhattan, downtown, at uh, some place. 
<laughs> well, we don't mm -hmm. need to remember everything no. about our lives. I can't. But now, uh, you, you uh, and, and is it a growing field? Did you feel like you had some new, what were the standouts this year? Well, let's see. We had uh, a group that I really liked a lot were, uh, I can't remember their name. Um, they were terrific, though. Uh, you generally have memory problems. I do, yes, yeah. I do, and I'm not even stoned or anything. I well, just can't remember anything anymore. It happens to us, doesn't it? I try not to remember anything if I can help it. <laughs> I try to just, yeah. Well, that'll serve you well yes. tonight. Yeah, no, there were. There <laughs> uh, believe me, many guests have wished for that power. Oh, gee, oh, they were called the, the Dream Stocks. That's what they were called. The dream songs. Yeah, dream stocks. They're dream stocks. A, a guy and a girl, um, and they sing songs of. Um, they're like a motivational duo who go to schools and sing really funny songs, and of course, all their songs are sort of, you know, sad, about how none of their dreams have come true and things like that. That is one of the tough things about dreams, isn't it? I know. They're really heartbreakers. Dreams. Yeah, they are. And who needs them? <laughs> but uh, and do you participate in the festival as well? I do. I I have a show that I like to put on. Yeah. For me, it's called the Night of Dirty Songs, and it's a uh -oh. just a whole bunch of dirty songs in one a night. A little blue. Yep, uh, one night, not two, just a night of dirty songs. Two nights of dirty songs would be way too many. You'd have uh, to get a shower yeah, afterwards. Uh, totally, but, yeah. but one night of dirty songs is exactly enough. Just and, right. Yeah, and it was, it's a, it was really fun this year. And then 50 Funny Songs is a show that we do every year where 50 performers each perform a song. So that's a really big, crazy show. It's one of our... Do they have to be original songs? They can be covers if you deliver them in a funny way. I had a gentleman who was going to do Fly Me to the Moon yeah. by uh, what's it, Sinatra. Is that That's it? the one. Yeah, that guy, <laughs> that, that egg. And, um, so he, but he, he actually ended up having to drop out at the last minute, sadly. Well, that's he sad, was. but maybe he'll be back at a no, future day. Now, not. did you grow up? Did you always have an affinity for this kind of thing? Did you grow up singing in a funny church or something? <laughs> uh, my mom is a musician, and I, everyone in my family plays different instruments. And when I was about 10 years old, Old, I started a band with a couple of my friends called the Flabbergasted Cows. Flabbergasted Cows? <laughs> yep. And we played songs <laughs> on Casio keyboard, and you know, some of our big hits were Party in the Bathroom. That's and, a good one. Uh, Dingleberry Trail. Uh oh. Some of you guys might remember. <laughs> I don't probably remember not, it. Probably not. But I can imagine it. Well, yeah. <laughs> it, li it lives within. We did. We recorded it on cassette tape, and I still have the cassette tape. Oh, really? You ever released that? No, I, I know. No. No, it's buried somewhere. And uh, probably okay for dingleberries <laughs> to remain buried. But uh, now, you, you uh, uh, were you a fan of like Weird Al or that kind of I, a thing? I am a fan of Weird Al, and he just put out a new album. I, last year, I got the honor of being able to perform with him in his show, which was a lot of fun. That's terrific. And he assigned my ukulele. Wow. Yeah, so that was pretty special. That's he, like the highest honor. It is. He, people think, um, it's funny, my dad um, thinks that he looks like Weird Al, and he thinks that other people think that he looks like Weird Al, but he doesn't look like Weird Al. <laughs> and he came to the show, and he was like, Jess, everyone thinks I look like Weird Al. He's like, I was walking across the parking lot, and some guy was like, hey, you're Weird Al. And I still don't know if that story was made up or not, but I think it was not. Real. Sometimes when people get older, you have to humor them, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> if he wants to look like Weird Al, my gosh, go I ahead. I totally egg him on. I'm like, yeah, Dad, you're you got exactly, to support him in it. You look just like Weird Al. And you also, uh, Dr. Demento is another one, of course, a great radio host of kind of oddball, unusual yeah, songs. Yeah, he's really a neat guy. And yeah. he, I met him for the first time in L.A. this past 
uh, I think it was in March, because I went there to film a little segment for the Dr. Demento documentary. That's oh, a mouthful. Try saying that three <laughs> times fast. A, a docu-demento. Doctor, yeah, <laughs> docu-demento. I have fun with words all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Uh, but Sometimes was, just on the subway, I'll just be talking just and coming up, up with stuff. I will. A lot of people do that on the subway. It's kind I'm of a common of thing that you can I see am. people doing. You have to yeah, be careful. You do. People misinterpret. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. That really, was terribly exciting for you. It was terribly exciting, and he. Um, it was. It was sad because we were supposed to meet, and then he called me and he said he got food poisoning, so he couldn't meet, and I was very bummed out. But then he called me the next day and he said, "I think my food poisoning is clearing up, and if you want, you can come and pick me up, and we can still go have lunch." So he was staying about an hour outside of. LA, but that yeah. was no problem because I'd rented a Dodge Challenger and I was super excited to drive it. <laughs> what so what I company were you using? Uh, Avis. Oh, they try a little harder, don't they? So I drove, <laughs> I zipped out to, uh, to Long Beach and I, I picked him up and I asked him where he wanted to go and he was really set on going to Panera. So uh, <laughs> I took Dr. Demento to Panera. And had he we never had been? soup. Oh my goodness. We had, a, I had a cookie. It was a really um, wild time. Big, you know, I've, I'm familiar with Panera because my grandmother is also a big fan. Yeah. So. Um, and what, do you remember your number? You had a little thing that you had to... I'll never forget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was uh, it was a really nice time though, and we talked. We, he gossiped about you know not too much, but told me a little bit about you know different performers over the years that he had met, and you know some that he had discovered. Such as he said, you know, Weird Al was kind of a guy that you know, sure. Was, I think he was one of the first people to play his music and things like that. And is his show still going? It's online now, so sure. it's, it's not on the radio anymore. I'm but familiar. Yeah, yeah, on the internet, some of you kids out there may be familiar with the yep. dialing internet. it up. Yeah. Well, that's great. And then you're out, you were you grew up. You spent some time up in Maine. I did. I grew up in Damariscotta, small town. Sure. There. What? Come on, really? You know Damariscotta? We have some, some you know, Damariscotta fans. There's usually only one person a year who is familiar, and that that's you. You won the Damariscotta lottery that's terrific. tonight. Uh, I uh, it was just up there last last summer actually. Really? In Damariscotta? Driving, well, driving through. There's not a whole lot up there in Damariscotta, is there? No. No, but they have a terrific. Uh, not so much. Uh, uh, driving through, I did a show at the VFW Hall. Oh, no it's right kidding. there. Okay. And my goodness, what a great, great time they had. They, there was, I mean, they they say that it's the greatest generation mm -hmm. between mm -hmm. you and me, not the greatest mm -hmm. audience. Love troubles, anyway. But uh, we had a nice, uh, yeah. had a nice early supper, and yeah, yeah, yeah they go was, to bed early up there. They do. Yeah, it's a very. Uh, not, not really much to do, and all the stores close at about 7.30 anyway, so. So do you have a kind of rebellious youth up there? Uh, not too rebellious. A little a little bit. Hey, you know, I, I, I snuck out at night a couple times. There we go. Things of that nature. But there, there wasn't really anything to do, so there was also no trouble to be had. Get to a blueberry festival or something. Yeah, you're going to, like, break out and go steal someone's lobsters out of their traps or, you know, something like that. But Wild stuff. Now, you've got, an, you've got an album coming out, is that right? I have an album coming out on Saturday. It's called Songs to Make War II. Yeah, that seems appropriate. Yeah, pretty excited about Songs that. to Make War II. And... Uh, that's great. You've got a, a release party coming up. It's on Saturday. 
Now, I noticed in a lot of your songs that the inspiration seems to be, uh, uh, you've got one that's about rape whistles, one about Jewish fellas, one about uh, uh, gentrification. So I imagine you're taking the L train a lot, is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's I, I actually live in Manhattan. Oh. I, I kind of avoid the L train, although I am married to a nice Jewish man. So there's something there. Yeah, yeah. He. Congratulations. Thank by you. The way. I, as you mentioned, we we got married on a unicorn. We on met. Unicorn. Well, we met on Craigslist, which was a a lot of fun. Um, I highly recommend it. If oh, anyone, check it out. Anyone out is there? A great site for okay, Cupid your is for the birds. <laughs> Craigslist all the way. Uh, Tinder. Psh, nope. Shaw. Nope. Swipe left. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't yeah, know how it works. No, I don't yeah. know how it works. Swipe the whole program left. All I know is I have to somehow pose with a tiger to make that thing work. But, but it was really, uh, it was really great. We met. Uh, we have a joke where he said he was looking for a couch, and I say, and he found one. Hey. <laughs> Thank you. A couch. He was looking for a couch. Yeah. And he found. And he found one. And he found one. I got it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we've been married now for a year. Congrats. That's great. Stuff. That's wonderful. And no, no, no need to, you know, hold your applause. Uh, no, no, too late. We'll see how it goes. Listen, let's see, see how, how it goes. goes. Exactly. We all know not, these things can come to an end. Let's not get too excited. Yep, Only 50% of the audience should clap, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. So, uh, now, do you want to, do you, I see you brought an, is, an instrument with you. Yep. Just, I'm not that familiar with instruments, but I'm going to guess that's a, a, a Geitler underfin. 5,000. Is it? It's a vintage parlor guitar. I was close. Yeah, so close. So now, do you, can you, can you, do, you want to do a song for the new album? I would love to do a new song. Okay, let's do that. Uh, do you need a, a music stand? No, you know, I think, I think, can you We're guys okay. hear me out there? We're okay. okay. All right. Very quiet audience tonight. Very pensive. They're listening to every yeah, word. Listening intensely. It's good for the recording. Okay, so this song is based on a true story. And it goes like this. One, two, here we go. I have a bicycle, I ride it around. There's no stopping me or slowing me down. It's my bicycle. Whoops. Cuts out your membership and keeps me in shape. Plus, it greatly reduces my chances of rape. Who ever heard of rape on a bicycle? I'm a something, something year old woman riding my bicycle around. Some kind of sad loser, except I win, cause I don't smell the bum farts underground. Bicycle, you're my very best friend. Downtown to midtown in 20 minutes or less. Door to door without the hassle, parking or stress. Hop on my handlebars. Drinking and driving, don't mix it, don't even try. Get yourself a bag of pot cookies and ride around high on your bicycle. It isn't illegal. You're a something something year old person. So ride your bicycle around the town. But you say, well, I'm going somewhere fancy. That's okay. It's so much fun to ride your bike in high heels and a gown. Bicycle, you tickle my vagina. But there are perils too. Listen and I'll break them down for you. Once upon a time, the bike lane turned into the FDR. I got stuck on my bike on the highway and almost got hit by a thousand cars. So I called 311 and I told them, and they said, call 911 instead. So I called 911 and I told them, and they said, call 311 again. So I did this back and forth for 
for a while while I was stuck on the meridian. After about two hours or so, I saw a break in traffic, so I ran across the highway back to safety. Freaked out, just scared, and tired combined. A cop was waiting for me. He asked me for my ID, and he gave me a three hundred dollar fine. I lost my license because I wouldn't pay it. Cause I was like, this is some super bullshit. But I think we all learned a lesson that day. It's follow your dreams and never quit. Bicycle, ride alongside your dreams on your bicycle. Get a stupid little dream bell for your bicycle. Put some air in the dreams of your And where can people get the, get the album? Uh, the album is online. You can find it at jessicadelfino.com. I'm having a CD release party on Saturday at 3 p.m. And $10 includes a show ticket, lunch, and a CD. Come on. Pretty good. How about that? How about that? Jessica Delfino. Thank you. Thanks for being Thank here. You. A round of applause, Jessica Delfino. Hey, you might just have to bump down there a little bit. You might want to go all the way down and leave some room. It's up to you how much getting up and down you want to do. That's wonderful. Uh, okay. Uh, well, we got to do something real quick here now because this is the, the season. I don't want to take up too much time with this. But uh, uh, is Kevin here? Is Kevin still here? Yeah. Kevin. Okay. Kevin Lavesom, artistic director, son of Lame, uh, <laughs> artistic director here at the Pit. Give him a round of applause. Come on. Now. This is, this is the big news that we want to announce, and this is great, because when I would, we were tossed out, out on the streets, we were desperate. Steve-O and I had a guitar case, hoping for change out there on the, on the street, and we're just, oh my gosh, what's gonna happen to us? And we came to you, and it was your first day, I think, and you came down and saw us, and we, we did the show here, uh, your predecessor. Yes. And said yes to us, and that happened to me before. That person said yes, and then they left, and I don't know what's gonna happen to us. But then you started, <laughs> And uh, you came down, I think it was your first day or something, you saw the show, and you, what, what happened? You loved it, right? I just loved it. You loved What's it. What's not the love? You fell in love, and it was wonderful, and we've had such a good run here, and I feel so at home at the pit, so I want to thank you, thank you. for that. And now, the, the exciting thing is that we're going to be able to continue here at the pit for the next season. This is the first time hearing you. <laughs> So the last Wednesday of every month, we're going to be back here starting in September, September 24th. So we have a, home, a little permanent home here, at least for another year or so, however things go. And we're excited. We're very excited about it. Because when you book things, the venue can be very difficult. So what we wanted to do, and uh, I'm going to walk over here. But don't worry, I'll walk back. People miss me when I go away. So uh, what we're going to do in celebration of this announcement and closing up the big, the big season six, we're going to give away, we did posters for every show here. There are four posters that are here, and they're all beautifully designed by me on a Mac 2E. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's got everybody, and it says, Save me, thinking of you. Uh, best wishes, Dale. So these are all four. They make a handsome uh, addition to any home or apartment or whatever kind of living situation you're in. I know some of you have some difficult times, so we'll, you know, hopefully this can bring a little joy into your, your tired lives. So what we want to do is give this away just a little bit of Dale trivia. If somebody can shout out to me, one of, what was the main goal for me in this season? 
I'll, you'll get these four posters that are in a handsome tube that you can reuse. So what was the goal of this season? I heard drink less. So congratulations. <laughs> for the white wine, uh, white people problem, first people, first world problems. <laughs> well, I'm basically getting it. <laughs> I Google it. But he's a terrific guy. He just started a podcast, too. Uh, please welcome Streeter Seidel to the stage. <laughs> How are you? I'm well. Good. You came all the way up from a meeting. <laughs> a meeting, yes. Can you believe it? I can't, I can't believe I'm here. What was that? A pitch meeting for your podcast? Those meeting. three episodes in? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's what you it know, was. I mean, you know, podcasts rake in the dust. So they yeah. certainly do. Yeah. They seem to for some people. Yeah, not, not me. No? Not, can you believe it? I'm not rich after three episodes. <laughs> what a load. I can, I can believe it. By the way, I would love. I'm sorry, Chet. If you don't mind, That's right. you may interact. I would love to get a copy of Dingleberry Trail. Was that it? <laughs> I'd love to hear it because we've inspired a I'm, lot of fans. I'm, my curiosity is peaked. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Dingleberry bootleg market is going to really heat up. So uh, now, Streeter, of course, you've you've got this podcast that's going. It's called Talk Talk of Shame. Talk of Shame. And yes. well, the situation is what you get people to confide in you some kind of secrets. Yeah, uh, I guess. I mean, it's a little, it's a little loose right now. Yeah. You know, it's not a well-oiled machine like this. I just, I, you know, I Thank don't you. do it in, in front of much. the hundreds like you. I, I just do it in my apartment. Yeah. Uh, and I just try to get people to tell me their embarrassing stories. Sure. What's your shame, Streeter? Oh, so much, so much. I, uh, you know, I have some sharding incidents in my history. Um, Seems like most people do. Yeah, everyone does. And it comes at a certain age. I think it comes around 19 years old. I'll tell you something. I have a story about that. <laughs> All right. It, it didn't happen to me. It didn't happen to me. But uh, I work in a situation where there's a shared men's room. I'll talk about the unisex bathroom later. Gotcha. But there's a shared men's room. And there's the big, the big boss guy uh, is kind of, a, you know, kind of a little bulldog fella. Right. And he, he, we don't interact a lot. We don't have a lot of conversations, mm -hmm. okay? So, but we are on the same bathroom schedule. So we go into the bathroom all the time, and that is the moment that he, he wants to impart something to me and really have a chat. Like on the can, like sitting next to each other? Sure, well, there's a, there's a stall and a urinal in this setup. Oh, I see. So it's, it's, sometimes you can just sneak in and get right into the stall and it's no problem. But sometimes you're there and, and then he takes note of whoever comes in. And he's, he's wearing these khaki, khaki pants there, and he's there at the, at the urinal. And he says, my goodness, I just... <laughs> I just blew a fart, and it came out. Like, he kind of shat himself oh, like a little it, bit. A fart with ambition. Yeah. That's right. right. It came yeah. out a little bit. And why he had to tell me that, I, 
I don't know, but he's wearing the, first of all, I don't know about blue a fart as a phrase. <laughs> That's kind of, an, uh, kind of a thing. But the, the, so then I have to imagine this fellow walking around with those khaki pants. That's in uh, Jack Welsh's book about management technique. Uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely it's a thing to do to keep a lower-level employees uh, in check. That's right. It's a, Shit your pants in front of them. It's a retention strategy. Yeah, and exactly. You're terrified yeah. of the man now. You find that a lot in a lot yeah. of storytelling shows, though. People will talk about... Uh, I considered calling the podcast... Tell me about the time you shit your pants. Because <laughs> yeah. everyone seems to have a bit of a, you know, to say like, all right, yeah, one time I was on the bus, you yeah. know. Um, but then I, you know, I thought that would, that might have been a little too limited. Market. Too limited. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you're having success with it? What do you have? You have some people that, that are comedians and that kind of thing come in and talk to you about Yeah, yeah. Mostly comedians. I mean, comedians are interesting because it's called the talk of shame and it's meant to be things you're embarrassed about. But what I'm finding is a lot of comedians are not embarrassed by the things that they should be embarrassed by. So they'll bring these strange stories that yeah. aren't really embarrassing. Like, oh, you know, I fell, I fell down at a wedding or something. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, no, I did, I did shit my pants on stage one time, but that, that, that was funny. I'm like, no, that's the thing. Let's talk about that. Right. That's what you should be embarrassed about. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah, so far, so good. So far, so good. Aren't they? And what's the aspiration with it? I'll give you a pro tip as a podcaster. When you have a microphone here, you're going to want to avoid putting that drink oh, down. Oh, is this? Real I thought I was heavy. using. I thought I was uh, using uh, this mic. I didn't know this guy. Was no, going these too. are everything you see here. We'll be picking up. Right so there here. you go. I don't want to. You don't want. You know, right I'm here. from the mountaintop up here, but I want to tell you. They're just. I know. I know. People listening at home. There are 19 microphones on this little, <laughs> on a two-foot round table it's right here. It's required for accurate documentation. <laughs> <laughs> the high fidelity sound that we broadcast. I've heard a lot of ladies talk about the sharding as well. Uh, I don't want to think afraid. about that. I don't want to think about it. It happens. I know. I know. It's a shame. I it happens. It, it happens. You could write a funny song about it. Maybe guys are more like open about it, like proud of it. I don't I know why. I think we need to seek out others to, to make sure that this isn't okay because it's happened so frequently. Yeah, guys do it a lot. I guess so. I, 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 it's again, a shame. Not me. Not me. I'm free of this kind of thing. But let's get out of the underpants and talk about some other things. Because uh, you, uh, you, uh, you, uh, you were part of College Humor, which was, six, was. It was a good run for a while, and you produced a lot of stuff. You went on Prank, the television program. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, but now you're doing a lot of stand-up. Yeah. Where do you draw from for your influence of stand-up? Like, where do I get jokes from? Yeah. You know, I don't know. Honestly, I wish I knew, because then I would write more stuff all the time. Yeah, sure. If there was like a, if there was a formula, but I think it, sometimes I'll just get on a little kick, you know? Yeah. I'll be thinking of a lot of jokes, and then I'll go try them out, and like 80% of them will be terrible, and I'll blame the audience. I'll be like, those idiots don't understand my vision. Yeah. Uh, but there's no vision. It's all, you know, it's, it's all lies. Um, and, but I'll get like one good joke out of it, so I think... Now I have four jokes, and uh, they're pretty <laughs> good, good, and I'm pretty happy That's with them. Good. That's and, uh, great. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. great. That'll get you far. I think like most comics, they just like they pay attention yeah. more than normal people. I think they're kind of weird. They're like weirdos at the party, sort of in the back, like watching everybody yeah. interact. 
and in their own little world. So I, I think I do try to do that to some creepy extent. a little bit. Yeah, creep. I'm a creeper. A yeah. Creepy. And so, but you also produce uh, this thing, uh, the, the white wine. I yeah, white up. wine. What's, what's this? Wine, W-H-I-N-E. Yes, it's a pun. The funniest form of comedy. That's great. Uh, a lot of pun Wine, numbers. like, complaining. Uh, and I, I have a website where I just, you know, collect that. People complaining about First things. world problems. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. Which are defined as what? What would be a first world? I guess I define it as where a luxury has become a burden, is the source of a, of a burden for okay. you. So, like, it takes so long to wash my boat, you know, something like that. Like, where the, the, the wonderful thing has become the problem in your life. Um, I got it. Yeah, and I, guess, and I guess surprising a lot, surprising amount of them sent to me. Yeah, hundreds and hundreds. Would there be? Will you have a sequel to that now? To the book? Yeah. Uh, maybe. I, it was such a pain to write a book. I don't know if you've written a book. It's the worst. It's like writing. A, you remember when you had to write essays in school? Sure. It's like doing that, but like, but two hundred of those in two months, and it's really, really very boring. Very, Is that because you waited? I did, I yeah. did. Yeah, I had, I had well over a year to write it, but I was like, I think what's going to really make this book pop is if I wait to the very, very end. Well, it, you know, it, it must be terribly exciting, though, to be on the, on the comedy shelf at Barnes & Noble. <laughs> yes. Are they, are they still Right, they still right down there next to the bathroom on the floor, right where the humor <laughs> books are at Barnes & Noble. I always love going there, and... Um, uh, just browsing through all of those, that was really where I spent a lot of time, both as a, as a young person. And I got all of the Garfield books there. I love them. I mean, that Jim Davis was on to something. You talk about the human condition. This guy had it. Poor Jim. Odie, the oh, whole gang, you know, Nermal. So, well, well, that's interesting, Nermal. Let me tell I'm you. That's I was, a, I'm glad. I'm tell you're excited I brought up Nermal. That's a good looking cat. <laughs> Nermal is a good-looking cat. <laughs> I've always had feelings for Nermal. Isn't Nermal like a, a child, though? Is it a small child cat? Well, I think or is, it a, is that a, the girl I cat? I think he was a young... Uh, uh, no, I think he was just a virile uh, um, mm. a man cat. Not like Garfield, the fat slob, the lazy, lazy bones. Prime. Yeah. But who do you think, and I'd like to ask you too, Jessica, who, who do you think you'd be in the Garfield universe? This is like a live Ooh. BuzzFeed quiz. Who do you think you'd be? <laughs> Oh man, you know, I'd like to say I'd be I'd be Garfield because I think Garfield probably yeah. the coolest one. Yeah. A little bit of a cynic, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I think I'm more of a John probably. <laughs> kind of like a hopeless grasper. Yeah. Eternal optimist. Yeah. You know, I just I don't want to be an Odie. I don't want to be kicked off the table. Nobody wants to be Odie for that. What, Jessica, what do you think? Ar oh, my, Arlene. Um, Girlfield. I curl up a lot on the couch and I eat the whole tray of lasagna by myself a lot. So, so Garfield. Like that's, an, oh, that's a frequent thing. <laughs> who, here's my question though. Why, who, was, who kept making lasagna knowing 
that Garfield was going to eat all of it and then sleep in the dish. <laughs> John just kept making lasagna. I mean, Garfield doesn't make lasagna. He's a cat. Yeah. I, you know, that was the only thing I ever... I got into stealing at a certain point in my life, and yes. I would thieve Garfield books like crazy. Right. I have all of them Me from too. a certain period. No, that was really the period. Easy to There's steal. no certain period. That was the period. <laughs> We're still in it. That's We're still like in Lake it. Garfield. That that was the thing. It now really happened. I'm embarrassed by it now because I feel like don't be smart people like Calvin and Hobbes. And I was like Garfield, no. and they're like mm. yeah, people, people with heart are Garfield. <laughs> they're real people. That's right. First right. first world problems, Calvin. And Hobbes. <laughs> but us real working class stiffs. Right, we yeah. like the Garfield. I, of course, would be Floyd, uh, Garfield's mouse friend, who oh, always yeah. was complaining about his infrequent appearances in the strip. <laughs> but a loyal friend. Very meta. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he was always a little bit upset. And, of course, Steve-O would be Lyman, the original owner of Odie, John's uh, roommate, rare, rarely seen. Mostly, God mostly damn, quiet. you know you're Garfield. This is... <laughs> I you love really it. know the the I love it. like the whole universe of Garfield. A lot of my time is spent in the Garfield universe. <laughs> How's Garfield feeling about Mondays these days? Is he still uh, not a fan? He's still not a fan. Unbelievable. But I, I'll give you some links to some fan fiction that I've written. And you, will, <laughs> you will enjoy it. Nermal and Arlene? No, no. <laughs> The introduction of a successful podcaster into the mix. <laughs> <laughs> is that Mary? Is that you? That's yeah, you. That'd, be yeah, okay. that'd be me. You're too, too, you're I'm too still, fresh. I'm too, too fresh. Because fresh. Yeah. what we needed was another podcast. So I'm glad exactly, you started. Exactly. Yeah. Glad you started it. But what the world was crying for was another comedian talking to other comedian podcasts. I think <laughs> we're all That's we're aching for another one. <laughs> Now, Streeter, you have any appearances coming up soon? No, no. Good. Keep that going. <laughs> I, ha- I do. I have two shows in England, weirdly enough. England in okay. September. Uh, one in London, one in Manchester. I don't know what your international audience is. Huge. Wonderful, then. Yeah, yeah. Get no, over to the uh, Shepherd's Bush Theater on September's own. That's just such a great name <laughs> for a London place. The Shepherd's it? Bush. Shepherd's Bush. It can't, you cannot get more British than no, that. No, no, that's it. <laughs> uh, that is terrific. And, we'll look for, and of course, streetersidel.com is the that's website. That's the one, yeah. yeah. All right. Well. You know what's easier, though, is streeter.tumblr. Because <laughs> no one knows how to spell my last name. I'm only 50-50 yeah. on it. So that's and only it. half of the people know how to spell Tumblr. Exactly. So Tumblr. Leave out the E. Why? Because it's internet. That's why. Because internet. Because internet. Lulls. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, I've enjoyed uh, talking to you, hey, student. Hey, thanks for having me. Sorry for kind of slamming my drink on the table. You'll learn. You'll get it. By will, episode 157, <laughs> you'll be clear. Shooter side now, everybody. Wonderful. Thank you. Now let's get to this, too. We'll just keep moving, Steve. Are you doing all right? I like to check in with you. <laughs> Nothing ever happens. All right. Uh, now, uh, the, our next uh, guest, she's a, a town. She, she is a, a, a rhymer of fierce wit and intelli- intelligence. You done? 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. I asked you if you were okay, and then you started plugging things in. Listen, she's a very talented musician, a hip-hop legend. She's the star of her own sitcom, and we're going to talk about that. Please welcome to the stage Jean Grey, ladies and gentlemen. Jean, come on up here. Shame if something weird happened on this show. Yeah. <laughs> who would, so who what, would think that? What were your thoughts on Garfield? Um, my my favorite is the Garfield theory that Garfield is actually starving to death, and that um, everyone, mainly John and Odie, are just figments of his imagination. <laughs> So, yeah, I like to come out and make sure real good. All right. So I, I, I would be that Garfield. I want to be the delusional. An uh, alternate take on old yeah. Jim Davis's output. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that gets into it, doesn't yeah, it? What was? Did you read the Sunday comics? What was Sunday mornings like at the Gray household? Um, Sunday morning. I didn't know this, but um, a friend of my mom's that I saw about a month ago um, ran into in California. She was like, I remember you always with the New York Times. I was like, what? <laughs> what? She was like, yeah, you just take that crossword puzzle and go. And she sounds exactly like that. Yeah. Also terrifying. Why were you at our house? Something like that. And you were a big crossword enthusiast. I don't remember that at all. No. <laughs> um, but apparently I was around five or six. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know if I actually filled anything out. Uh, nobody else in the house would have cared, so I may have just been drawing doodles inside sure. of it. But I was, I was a pretty smart kid. So I imagine I you were. Thanks. And now we you know we've been talking a lot of, uh, at least in my own mind, about yeah. <laughs> about making it and and getting there. And of course, you've had tremendous success in your career. Where are you at right now, thinking about that in terms of what's what's next for you? Um, I'm happy when anyone says that, basically. Then that makes me feel better. Because <laughs> uh, I'm mainly like, man, I messed up. I messed this whole thing up. Um, rap has, uh, has, has been fun. It's been uh, since, since I think like 1995. Yeah. Um, and, but I've always kind of been just one to be doing everything. You know, I was uh, producing my own stuff and engineering it. And, and so in the past few years, it's been more of a, hey, I want to finally do everything that I want to do. Also, because I'm getting old and I'm probably going to die soon, so. That's, I, I that's have, my feeling as well. I have rickets. Do you have rickets? No. <laughs> I like going with you on that one. But you know, that, that's why I have all these great people here today, because I think we're all this kind of talents that are just operating on a couple of levels and really pushing stuff out there. And of course, we all self-release as we get older. <laughs> that's yes. true. But, uh, I self-release now. I started early. <laughs> we're all putting a lot of stuff out there. And this sitcom really is, a, is, is something that you have going on called Life with Jeannie. Uh -huh. 
And it's a, it's a, a, a is it a web series? Is it fair to say that um, or no? Because you call only, it a sitcom. Yeah, only because it's on the web. Uh, but I don't like the term web series no. because it's a situational comedy. So please call it a sitcom. And, and I, worked, I worked really hard to make it a half an hour long. Because yes. that's what sitcoms mean to me. They should be half an hour. Do you watch a lot of TV as a kid? A lot. <laughs> Too much. Yeah. What's the what's the what's the pantheon there? What's the what's the tops? Um, I don't know. I, I was born in '76, so um, all the good sitcoms that were out. All the classics. That. You yes. watched all of them. Absolutely. Were you a latchkey kid? No. No. But uh, I did grow up. I don't know how many of you guys are from New York and who. What? She got a yell on really? Come <laughs> on. Oh, Some little town in Maine. This I'm from a little town. In <laughs> All right, let's go with that. New York? No, no one's ever heard of it. No, no, no. Never heard of it. That's crazy. Uh, I actually grew up in, in Chelsea, uh, in the Chelsea Hotel. So, uh, latchkey kid, no, but then much more exciting <laughs> on the suicides right. and murders. That must have been part. terribly, uh, terribly uh, making an impression on you. <laughs> Yeah, I, you, you don't um, think about it until you get older, yeah. I guess, you know. Unusual. Who was hanging out there then? Uh, you know, the Sid and Nancy thing happened when I was, you know, there. I wasn't like there in the room. No, yes. <laughs> that's good. That's, yeah, no, good for me. Probably good. But, yeah. Saving you on some therapy, I A imagine. Little bit. Well, no, uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that must have been really something. Yeah, Is that, Have you drawn on that as, you, as an artist? Um, I, I think it's lent to the general, uh, I, I sort of just, you know, I realize I'm different everywhere I go. Like, oh, oh I got here tonight, and um, I, I've done a couple, a couple of shows upstairs, yeah. so I walked to the back, like I just opened the door, and they were sitting there, and they're like, uh, you look lost. <laughs> and then immediately in my mind, I was like, Racist, and I was like, "No, because you look like this. You know, it's the tap. No, come on." You should have been a chubby, bearded white dude. Yeah, no, they would have been fine. They would have been like, "Oh, what's that even?" You want the show downstairs? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it is. I'm working on it. I'm working on it this year, um, along with some other things. I'm, I'm working on getting the. Just a, uh, uh, there's reverse tanning, which they're offering at Planet Fitness now, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> but now this sitcom, you have it structured, interestingly, yes. because it's 30 minutes, but then it'll be episode one will be split into a number of parts. Yes. So you have like uh, part one, two, and three, or four, however many you have. It seems to me, as, and then it's also very layered in, in, a, in an operation yeah. because it's, it's a, a sitcom, uh, but also there's animated episodes. Yes. So is it is it something akin to a visual album, kind which is of. what Beyonce called it? She did, she did, but she has trillions of dollars, so I can't call it that. I think she actually has copywritten that. We might have gotten sued just now. <laughs> well, I hope or so. Or Solange is going to come in and fight you in an elevator. I don't know. I'll take um, I'll take the press. <laughs> we should do it. Um, I I think. Um, with, with Life with Jeannie specifically, I wanted to do everything on the first season, which was break every rule yeah. that you shouldn't do in the first season of a sitcom. So the first episode is Christmas episode. <laughs> like, why would you do The second episode is a Valentine's Day episode, but also a dream sequence. Yes. Uh, the third episode was completely animation. Right. Um, 
And the fourth episode, which is coming out tomorrow night, uh, is sort of like uh, uh, an Inception episode. So it's a documentary team following us around, asking us questions within the show. <laughs> so, You're welcome. But now, <laughs> it's really it's great though. It's terrific. And and but do you do you, do you see it in the same? Do you do you approach it in the same kind of way that you would an album? Um, Be- I, here's why I asked that question. Because you have cuts that happen within this. Mm-hmm. You talk about breaking the form, but then there's you say, okay, it's a Christmas episode, but then all of a sudden there's a cut to a clown girl from some 70s movie, yes. and then some, de- some, some animated thing from the 20s, and it won't even be like a sequence, it's just like it happens, yeah. and you question whether you've seen it or not. Yes. And whether you're doing okay. And whether okay. you're okay, That's which right. is really what I want from people. I would like to show up generally and then have people be like, is something wrong with me? But that, but that kind of that kind of layering and drawing from all different places. Am I right that you had ninety six different tracks in a in a vocal, uh, or ninety six vocal tracks in a single song? Yes, I, I like to be complicated. No, you know what? I, I I I like to layer things, and I think things should be interesting. There's you know also times where um, awesome song about your bicycle. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I just got training wheels on my bicycle, so I will be riding around the city. I will see you there at some point. <laughs> <laughs> people in New York City don't know how to ride bikes. They don't. We don't. We don't. What well, we I, ought to do is give them free bikes then. Yeah. That's <laughs> steal, steal them. That's they're free. <laughs> um, I, I wanted to do that because I wanted to watch, one, watch movies while I was riding, um, be able to drink, um, and then also to play my ukulele. So I think that, like, I, I use the uke in, in terms of, like, I, I love minimal stuff. Yeah. But then I love things that are also really complicated. It depends on the mood. It depends on what you want to deliver. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I like writing in general. And are you also, par- like, parallel to this, working on an album? Um, yeah. I see you, like, I see you slammed your drink down again. Yeah, okay. And it's okay. Uh, we'll never pick that up. It's over now. It's done. It's gone. It's over. <laughs> It's fine. I was having an anxiety attack about whether or not to put mine up here. So thank you for making that. that Yeah, that's perfect. There are. I have two other albums coming out. There's a Cake or Death, which is coming this summer. Um, There's another. What's it called? Cake or Death. Death. Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, There will be. Well, that escalated quickly. Um, (laughs) In about two weeks. Just haven't started recording it yet. And actually, tomorrow. Uh, it's uh, an album called That's Not How You Do That. Um, it's and June 26th, there'll be... Yes. Okay, yep. Uh, it's an instructional album for adults. All right. Uh-huh. Yes. Such things as uh, keep to the right when ascending or descending stairs. Why don't you know that? Um, A whole song of that. Yes, yep. yes. Okay. Uh, how to deplane... Um, That's a critical one. Oh God! Oh God! It is. That's um, where we waste the most time. It's hard. They haven't thought that through. It's. It's. I don't understand. There should that. be two doors. Just open up two doors. Or just a shotgun. <laughs> that would also. That would also help me. That would also help. Yeah. Well, those are two two good ones to look forward to. Then both of those. I feel like I've gone so going. dark. But now <laughs> it's okay. I'm here with you. Okay. Look at this. Wear my duck tie for you. It's fantastic. And uh, uh, so you're also friends with Johnny Hodgman. I am. He's a great Gowanus enthusiast. He is a Gowanus enthusiast. You talk about flying uh, the planes and deplaning. I saw him on the plane on a trip from L.A. Not enthusiastic about making eye contact. 
Really? <laughs> no. no. No, he was not eager to. I, I gave him the nod. You know, mm -hmm. we, we've had correspondence, of course, two people out here in the world doing things. Similar kind of, uh, you know, kind of worlds we're in. Yeah. And I gave him one of these, you know, like, hey, buddy. And uh, not, no, fierce, fierce, ice cold stare. Yeah. Also with a hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, twirled, twirled that little old timey mustache he had. Yeah, no, that, he was, he was that's, into it. I, that's a good thing. I, I, kinda, I would like to, it, that's the one thing that I'm really disappointed about in this life. Yeah. That I can't grow a handlebar mustache. Well, maybe so, after menopause or something. Well, yeah, no, but then I gotta wait. And then um, I, I hate, I hate, I hate the fact that the hipster way has gone the way of the handlebar mustache. Yeah. Um, because I had one done a really long time ago. Oh, yeah. Um, but then I was like, well, if everyone's gonna do that, then I wanna add more to mine. I want more of a disguise, so I added a goatee. <laughs> to your finger? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there it is. Nice. Or just the evil. <laughs> <laughs> just the, the evil uh, hand just on that. the chin. Yep. You didn't even recognize me first. <laughs> I thought Hodgman was here, honestly. I was afraid to look at you. But <laughs> and you uh, you got you got some uh, gigs coming up? Um, probably not. Uh, <laughs> Good. Well, you got the albums. That's best. I have the albums, but uh, I, and the, I've, and the I've been TV trying to not perform. Coming. I've been trying really? to not perform just because this. Uh, the show takes uh, just a lot of my time because yeah. uh, I'm writing, directing, I'm in it, I edit it, uh, I shot a lot of all of them. So it's, yeah, it's a lot of me doing that. But uh, I just had two shows. We could talk about those. I don't know how that really helps anyone. <laughs> uh, unless there's a time machine. The other night, you should have been there. It I was really have. good. What was that? North, North Brooklyn uh, Comedy Festival? Uh, Brooklyn something? Comedy Festival. Yeah. Um, you like comedy. I do. I I do some comedy in my spare time, which I don't really have. Yeah. So this stand is pretty up, much it. So I hope this was funny. So <laughs> it's a comedy quote. Are you movie. kidding me? It's been wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> That's great. Well, and where can people find the the series? Uh, you can find it on JeanGreyTV.com. It is every other Thursday because if it was every Thursday, I would stab my eyes out. Um, and and lucky for you guys, episode four is tomorrow night at eight p.m. And there's also a bunch of music you can buy on there and a book that I wrote with an audio book. That's really a wonderful state of A, a of A, of A. Yeah. Kind of a Canadian novel. Yes. And that's about your life. Um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of uh, stories that I probably shouldn't tell out loud. And then I was like, oh, I should write them down. <laughs> ah, let me just make an audio Let's book. Let's just too. talk about it, yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. I'm so excited for everything that you have going. Thank and you. and uh, it's, it's wonderful to have you on the program. Jean Grey, everybody. <laughs> All right, well, let's get to our final guest of the evening. Yes, please enjoy a Werther's original. <laughs> this show has a wonderful budget, and it mostly goes there. 
All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, our next guest is a talented uh, a comedian and uh, a talk show host. She's been on The Tonight Show, uh, Late Night with Seth Meyers, at, uh, at Comedy Central, Inside Amy Schumer. She's just fantastic. I'm so glad she made it over here. Please welcome Nikki Glazer, everybody. Come on in. Hi, Nikki. How's it going? It's going great. Thank you for hustling up here. Yeah, no, I got to see like the whole show. I made oh. it here in a great time. Oh, I, I, I got to see uh, Jessica's song and oh from the, well, the rest of the show. It was awesome. That's great. Yeah. Thank you. I'm I want to know how you did you really end up on the highway? Yeah. And you were stuck there for two hours? I was stuck there for hours. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> That's amazing. And they kept sending you 311 that, that I love that song. <laughs> I it just, and you got a ticket in the end. Right, um, what you know, that's what they say. I, it, was, it was awesome. I loved it. <laughs> well, now, Nikki, uh, something that uh, I, I, I happened to find out is that you, you have some origins in the great state of Ohio. Is yes. that right? Yeah, I was you, born there born and raised there, and kind then, of. Then what, you had to take off because of some conflict with Nick Lachey? Yeah, yeah it was all about him, all the Lachey brothers. And, yeah. Uh, I, um, no, my dad got a job in St. Louis, so we packed up and moved when I was, like, in first grade to St. Oh, Louis. Oh, so very, fairly early Yeah, on. but you know, I... who else is from? Clooney. Clooney from, yes, also he from is, Cincinnati. yes. He and Nermal, both on my list. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Because I think we should have a little bit of fluidity around our sexuality when it comes to celebrities. Right. And so if it ever oh, comes to pass... Oh, those are on your list. Those okay. are on the list. Oh, okay. If, you know, if I was fortunate enough. Yeah. Oh, Clooney's on everyone's list. I think He's so. He's taken now. Isn't that disappointing? Oh, it is. But he My found goodness. a good one. At least it was. Is it the, she's age appropriate. It I like that okay, about her. Seems okay, but then she blew off the family reunion. Oh, did she? <laughs> she did. Oh, according to Us Weekly. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what do they know? They're what do they up. know? I tell you, we got a lot of. Uh, this is. I want to circle back to the unisex bathroom at work because that was such a fun <laughs> thing to talk about. Yeah. But that's the way I keep current with all the pop culture stuff. Is because we have a couple of very uh, water stained uh, uh, Us Weeklies and People and magazine. In touch and all that in stuff. In touch. Yeah. So as long as it happened about three months ago, I'm up to date. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> so J Lo and Casper, uh, <laughs> they broke up. I hate to tell you, you're going to get to that My in, world is shattered. in September, you'll find that out, but uh, I just want to give you a little spoiler you. right Thank now. Thank you for preparing yeah. me for that, because it would have really uh, taken yeah, the wind out of my sails. Yeah, I just want you to be up with stuff, yeah. I appreciate yeah. that. I appreciate that. Now, uh, Nikki, of course, uh, you uh, had a, I've been a, a fan for a while, you had a podcast oh, yes. with uh, Sarah Schaefer I that did. was called, you, you had to be there. Yes. And that took place, what, in somebody's living room? Yeah, in Sarah's uh, apartment in her living room in Clinton Hill. And yeah. so how long ago was that 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 was That going? felt a lot like this, actually. It, uh, because we had, like, a small audience. <laughs> not to, uh, like, yeah. uh, this, is, this would have been huge for us. But, yeah, we had it in our living room. And then we would just interview comedians, like, every podcast. And, uh, and yeah, and get drunk and just have a good time. Not bad. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. But then you were able to really move it into a, yeah. a full-on talk show on yeah. MTV, Nikki and Sarah Live. Yeah, it was, um, we kind of developed our, we met 
uh, one night at a comedy party, and we instantly came up with the podcast the first conversation we had. Yeah. Uh, so What's we were never really friends. Like, a, I've never been to one since is the thing. It was like at <laughs> I've never Brian heard of Baldinger's him. apartment, of all people. He's like a booker for Montreal and many other things. But he had like a housewarming party, and we were just eating hummus and meeting each other for the first time. And we were like, God, everyone has a comedy podcast. And we were like, I want one. And she's like, I do too. And we were like, oh, well, we should do one together. And we were just kind of like, that's silly. But then we were like, we know we really should. And then we did. And then uh, and then we heard that MTV was kind of like looking for a late night talk show. And so we put one together and pitched it to them and they, they bought it. And now it's canceled, but that's fine. How'd that go? <laughs> well, they had some, they switched the execs or something. Yeah, they did. They fired our, uh, not fired, but I guess, yeah. He I guess I could say that. Yeah, he did. let him go. And, and so they kind of um, took all of his shows and got rid of them as well. So I'd like to think that's the reason we got I think but, it was because it was yeah. immensely popular and people like like myself DVR'd it tuned oh, in every so night. Nice. Thank and, you. Uh, it was oh fun. my gosh, who's going to be on next? Yeah, and what it was will fun. they say? And you always <laughs> had such a good. Uh, <laughs> and one of the keys. That's what we were going for. <laughs> and one of the keys I think there was because you were just you were so relaxed and having fun with it. Yeah. Something it was that fun. I think is rare. It can be tough in the in the talk show uh, industry. Yeah, it was, <laughs> and it was tough on because we were constantly getting notes from the network telling. Uh, that us that they wanted something different and they wanted us to they'd say you know what we really want you guys to be like on your podcast where you're just like riffing so just like go out there and just like riff and we'd be like perfect we'll just riff and they're like we need to see a script for that and so we're like no that's not what a riff is so it was it was a, there was a lot of mixed messages and we just kept feeling like um you know it was nice to finally, when we were canceled, it was nice to be like, you know, Justin Bieber is a piece of shit. Like, it was nice to say that because yeah. they wouldn't let us say that because anytime we even made a slight joke about him, we were um, instantly bombarded with tweets from his camp being like, and, and yeah, so they were very yeah. like gentle with all, they wanted us to like make fun of pop culture, but then they wouldn't let us make yeah, fun of pop culture. Certain things are off limits. Yes. And uh, so it must be, see, that's what I hope to someday achieve. It's just to get to a point where something is popular and then it gets canceled and then I'm free to say whatever I want. Yeah, it was nice. It <laughs> felt good. It was very liberating. It was, it was the best. Yeah, getting canceled is was weird because if you have a show, I remember getting the show and being like, we're going to be canceled someday. Like... You're, yeah. Every show's canceled unless you're Friends or Seinfeld. So I right. was I was kind of thinking like, oh my god, it's gonna be the worst Coach thing in the world. Coach had a good run. Coach, yeah. <laughs> was Coach canceled? I don't, I don't, late, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. it went on. For yeah, yeah, they did have a good run, yeah. but it didn't it didn't hurt as bad as I thought it would. It yeah. was really kind of like, all right, well. Let's, that was fun. Let's do something else now. Well, and last night you were on my television on the At Midnight Oh, program. yeah, that's right. That's been so fun. How did that happen? Now that you're here. Just, that I takes know. in Los Angeles. It, it did. Yesterday. I was filming it yesterday. It's, the world is crazy. How did I do it? I, um, yeah, I filmed that. Yeah, I love that show At Midnight. It's yeah. just like a fun game show. And, and it's Super a, it's stressful, a, though. It's a game show where, the, where you don't win anything. Just, no. just like life. Yeah. And, and you, you, were, you were on there with, with, you are one of the champions of that show. Yeah. Though, of not winning anything. Yeah, exactly. I've, <laughs> but, I've not won a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. You're the best um, at it. A lot of times. Yeah. It and was so fun. this was the celebration, 100th episode. Yeah, it was episode. a 100th episode. They had on me and Ron Funges and Doug Benson, and they really like were like, these are the all-stars, and it was a lot of pressure. Yeah. And, um, and this is the thing. They, it's a really difficult show because 
we're not coming up with it off the top of our heads, like a lot of people seem to think, which would There's be no just impossible There's because no way. the jokes are too good. And yeah. so <laughs> we, we get, but the, we don't get the material until the day of, like a couple hours before. And as a girl, you're in hair and makeup for like an hour and a half where the guys don't have any hair and makeup. So I'm getting, I have to write like, like this where I'm getting eyelashes put on. So it's really stressful. Um, but luckily they have people on staff who come and help you kind of brainstorm and write too. And they come with, if you don't have a joke or something, they're like, well, here's a joke. And I don't like to use the jokes that they give me, even though they're like great because the other people on the panel are seeing it too, and I want yeah. to make them laugh almost even more than people at home. Right. Like, you were all, as comedians, we're always trying to like make other comedians laugh more than the audience, sorry, audience. <laughs> but I'm really shooting for these three right now. And, uh, but yeah, no, so. that's what it is. It's true. And uh, you were on there with, but one of the segments from your show, the, the Nikki and Sarah live was you went around and touched celebrities, yeah, which was really fantastic. Yeah. And so I, I wanted to know uh, about two because you touched Regis, so I That's imagine true. probably like a Galapagos tortoise. Oh, he was so <laughs> probably the sharp. feeling. Yeah, he was yeah. really cool. He was just like, "What are we doing? What is that?" He just didn't understand, and even all energy, just, no information. Yeah, probably, it was. Yeah, yeah he. Uh, we waited around for like hours for him to get to set at his show that I think was recently canceled as well. But it was some weird show that we went and sat at Chelsea Piers for two hours waiting for him to show up. And he showed up and he was just like, what are we doing? Okay. And then we did it and he was just so nice and sharp and he was like, he was Regis. Just like all, like not just. Not on his shoulders. Yeah. Like, like, not, like skin? Or yeah. Skin? I, I'm not, I think I, think I did he, touch his face. I think I went yeah, like this yeah, to him and just yeah. got really, I just get, I, the longer nice. we were, yeah. Nice. It was really satisfying. There was something but about the, it. But the benefit is you now may be immortal. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh my God, is that contagious? Thank you. I think that's how it oh, works. Oh, that's exciting. And then, of course, you were on the show with Ron Funches last night. Yeah. He seems like somebody I'd like to touch. Oh, he's great to touch, yeah. He's just a, just a cuddly If man. you don't know Ron, you gotta, you got to look him up. Yeah, he's, you'll he, know him. He's going to be... He, he just, just absolutely slayed me out in San Francisco and just tears running down my face yeah, when I saw him. Yeah, he's good. Gosh, terrific. I'd like to touch a lot of people, I guess. Yeah. And so, and uh, I thank you for hustling up here. You were down at some other thing tonight. Yeah, I was down at doing some show and then got to do another down one. Down with the this. other Glazers. Yeah. Alana, was Elliot yeah. there too or no? Alana and Abby, uh, no. From Broad yeah, City. Yeah, from Broad City was there. It was funny. They brought me on stage there and uh, they were like, you'll know her from The Tonight Show and, blah, 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 and Inside Amy Schumer. And they all fucking went nuts. It was like this gay pride show so the gays love Amy Schumer they thought she yeah. was coming up and oh. then I was like hey and they were like oh. and I just had to apologize for not being Amy Schumer that's the problem with having been on that show is that that credit people hear her name and they're like what she's here be her. yeah but well, not it her seemed like it was a terrific event and then you're going off to do another one after this and they talk about you as the road destroyer do they? Somebody did. Someone said that. That's you comfortable insane. with that? No. Because you're on the road all the time. I am. Right? And I don't, I want to be not. <laughs> you want to be it not sucks. on the road? Yeah. yeah. I you mean, always it's back fun. and forth between LA and here? No, not, well, recently, but usually I'm like, like last week I was in Jacksonville, Florida. Like it's usually places like that. Wonderful. And I'm trying to just, <laughs> I'm trying to start saying no to more things in my life. Because as yeah. when you start in comedy and I think in anything, you're so hungry for stage time or just to do stuff that you say yes to everything and you're told by comedians older than you like just never turn down a gig do any gig you can and yep. that was just ingrained in me for so long so I just 
you know, that's why I'm here tonight. You just say yes to everything. And, uh, no, it's not at all. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I just thought of that as I was saying it. But no, I, the thing is, I, if I didn't want to be here, I wouldn't. Because I'm now saying no to things. And it's, uh, it's a really hard thing to do. But yeah, I, I have to say no to more. Well, probably markets. Florida, you could just... Florida, I mean, yeah, just chop it off. No, I'm not going back there. Yeah. It was so bad. There was a woman in the audience who was heckling because some guy made a joke on stage about how he could probably, he's a straight guy, but he was like, I could suck a dick. Like, I literally could do it. Like, you know, when he was just making a joke about that. And she was like, this is Jacksonville. She just kept saying that. We were like, what does that mean? And she was like, that's disgusting. And I wanted, I, I, everyone was just like, that's cool. Yeah, we're, we're, that's Jacksonville. Like, it was so yeah. maddening how dumb they were. Some are easier to say no to. Than, yeah, than I, if it was up to me, I would have thrown her out. But, you know, you can't do that all the time. It's just like, I was waiting for her to say anything during my set, and I was going to go off. I had all these things planned. Yeah. The word cunt was just tip of my tongue. I was so excited to use it, and then I could, she was just like passed out drunk the whole time during my set. So, I it. Well, so you're doing all, you're going to start saying no. You, you got this stand-up things going on all over the country. Yeah, no. Or to the places that, yeah. that you want to go to. Starting now. And uh, and there's some opportunity for you after Letterman. You're gonna sneak into that spot. Uh, oh, it's to, to, no, I don't think so. I think it's too soon. No, you wouldn't go soon. back to the talk show host thing. Yeah, I would. I would, but I think it would be too soon to think that way. Yeah. I think someone else will. Maybe I'll jump on over to VH1 or something. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. They play all the classics. All of them. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> video hits one. That sailing song, <laughs> sail away. And. Uh, <laughs> Uh, now you've of course met a lot of great. Uh, uh, you've had a podcast. You've had the successful talk show. You've talked to all the great Jay Leno and all the Seth Meyers, all the, uh -huh. all the people. And so uh, you know, how does this how does this compare? How does this compare? Yeah, I was watching you. I'm very impressed. I I, I was gonna say uh, you you're you're very good at this. Interviewing people is not easy. And you did not have any like pre-interview with me where you were like, what do you want to talk about? That's right. Uh, your question to her about what are your Sunday afternoons like as a kid? That was very interesting. What an interesting question to ask someone. Thank you. And she had a great anecdote about carrying around the New York Times. Like I was just. Did they prep that? Clearly not. So you're very good. I thought we got some really interesting things out of people today. Thought so too. I enjoyed. I'm glad I made it in time. Yeah, you're you're good. Thank you. And you got candy you. on on hand. Candy is nice. at the yeah. ready. There's lots of good things happening. So, uh, where are we gonna find you next, Nikki? Um, you, Twitter and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Instagram. I don't know. I'm going to Pittsburgh on Friday. When does Pittsburgh this come out? Pittsburgh on Friday. It'll be out next week. So oh, next week. Okay. Well, we can tweet I don't know about where it. I'm gonna be. Um. Montreal. Is this Can Montreal. Do Canadians listen to this? I have a huge Canadian base. Okay, so. yeah, I'll be at the Montreal Comedy Festival, That's like, terrific. all the whole week. Great. Yeah. Um, well, if you go out to Pittsburgh, have some french fries on the sandwich. Okay. Not yeah. going to do that. Yeah, try yeah I know, but they do that. Avoid thing. it. Try yeah. to avoid it. You yeah. can't. They do french fries on? Okay. Anyway, this has been great. Yeah. I'm really excited about Can't this. Can't wait for all of it, and we'll get up to Montreal to see you. Yeah. And I wish you all the success in the world. Thank you. As with all of my guests. Nikki Glazer, yeah, everybody. How about this? Thank you. The final guest of season six. Sending it out in style. Uh, and how about a round of applause for all of the guests here? You know, this has been such a great show, Dale. I feel like I'm just speechless. 
We did it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Steve O'Reilly. How about that? Well, listen, I'd like to thank uh, everybody involved here uh, with the pit and all the many people that go into making this show a success. We've had a terrific season, and I, I'm so excited. We're going to be back uh, September 24th for season seven with an, another great one, and we'll have all, all good guests, and we'll do a couple little things over the summer, so I hope you all have a wonderful time. Now, until uh, 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 next time, I'm going to be performing an ancient fame ritual using broken shards of empty whiskey bottles <laughs> and a raging fire of burning uh, rejection letters. <laughs> now let's get back to that great music that we all enjoy. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for being here. Thanks for my great guest. Dale Radio is written and produced by James Bewley, musical director Steve O'Reilly, season six theme song composed and performed by Katie Mullins, season six podcast icon designed by Sunil Manchikanti. Logo treatment for Dale Radio is provided by Daniel Spencer Levine. You can listen to us on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Please remember to rate and review us, follow us on Twitter, or find us on Facebook. Many thanks. You're the best. <laughs>